We like sync somehow. I don't know how that's possible. Like what? Sync here? Like one, like two, we three, have like a countdown sync. and then we both say sync and then you'll just sync me saying sync to you saying sync. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love What this. are we counting down from? Three, two, one, and then sync. Okay, okay, ready? Three, two, one. Are you not counting down with me? Uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know we were counting down together. Oh, you're only saying sync with me. Now I get it. Oh, no, okay, we can count sorry. down together. Okay. It's cool. Nope, no, I don't want to count down together. I want to count down, and then we're going to say sync together. Okay. On tempo. Don't screw this up. Three, two, one. Do we have a one. tempo meter? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the forecast episode 41. The forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced every Thursday. We are a community of people who love checking out um, all kinds of things from board games to video games to TV to movies and just sort of analyzing them, discussing what we think about them and whether or not they suck. Um, and then just kind of chatting about random things that come to our small brains. Is that a terrible thing to say? Yeah. They just loop us all into small brains. I, don't know. I think you were talking. I think when you refer to our small brains, you're talking about our penises, right? Oh, okay. yes. Okay. Thank you, Alex, for for clarifying. We have our big brains, <laughs> and then we have our small brains, right? This, sometimes the small brains yes. take over. Hundred percent. Um, you can check us out at facebook.com forward slash We Are the Horizon Community, or you can check out our website Hanging at www.wearethesaying. Oh my gosh, www.wearethehorizon.com. <laughs> All of our links are also going to be in the cast notes, so check those out as well. They'll come also to your podcasting app. Now that we've gotten through that, Alex, you can actually talk. I can't talk. Oh gosh. Of he could talk he before, talk. actually. I don't know if you noticed. He interrupted you like three <laughs> times. Yep. How about now you're allowed to talk? Is that better? Uh, let's let's better. start with this this week. What we always start with, but slightly... Um, changes from week to week what you've been playing and how you do or don't feel about the game's playability in one minute and 30 seconds or less the game's playability yeah yeah whether or not you can play it yeah i think most of these are probably <laughs> playable <laughs> you don't know i think so unless it's just like a completely broken oh I've, i played a completely broken product that just crashes immediately when it starts up so it's not playable that's how i feel about it <laughs> i mean i did i played jake and caleb's game for a while hey did you oh. why <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 you I need to rephrase that. Ten? Jake, Caleb, and Soundscore done by Owens game. Well, it depends what oh, version I, never, you got, I guess. I never heard about Owens. I got, I got the version with Owens. Okay, good. Because that's the only version that I have. And that's what I sent him. Well, I heard about this game, and I never heard about Owens' involvement in it. Well, it was a um, false accreditation here. It was a post. We made it and submitted it as a project, and then later Owen took it and did. A different project with it, so yeah, it was like a for no reason. Well, no, I uh, <laughs> was supposed to do a sound score for something in oh, one okay. of my classes as like the final, and a lot of people were taking just like clips from movies and redoing all of the audio for it, or they would create a movie and do all of the audio for it. And since 
I saw the game that Jake and Caleb made, and I really liked it. And there wasn't really much of it. Like, there was some bleeps and bloops, but there wasn't really, like, a large sound score to it. Uh, I then went in, and I did all of that. So I did, like, I made a, a composed the soundtrack, and I put that behind it, and I did all of the the hits. Um, and all that stuff in Game Maker. So, yeah, that was fun. That's cool. Was your I... audio just, like, literally 8-bit? Beeps and boops. Oh, Jake? initially, uh, I think it was whatever Game Maker has by default. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> just the like, default sounds. <laughs> um, which of us do you think can make music, me or Caleb? Because <laughs> it's neither. Go with neither. <laughs> that is the exact right answer. I mean, it's bad enough that I had to do the art. Yeah. No wonder it looks so terrible. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think I did it in paint. <laughs> Like, nice. of course, you did. <laughs> it was a rough go. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, let's okay, go back to so, games. Alex, what have you been yeah. playing this week? I played a game called 20XX. It's an older title. or It came out in early access a long time ago and more recently came out for real. Um, I bought it like two years ago. And just now really started playing it with, uh, it has online multiplayer co-op. So I played it with Caleb, but it is essentially, yeah, Caleb's not here. Convenient. So you can bitch about him the whole time. This is perfect. Um, he, he carries me in the game, so I can't really say (laughs) anything. Uh, (laughs) Um, it's basically, um, Mega Man, but done in like a roguelike with non-copyright infringing characters. That actually sounds really cool. And it's uh so it's got like randomly generated Mega Man levels and it's two player online co-op and it's got like um I mean it's a, it's like a short level and then a boss fight like Mega Man style. And it's got power-ups and you can play as either a character that has like a Mega Man blaster or like a character that has like a sword or like a blade arm, I guess. I so know. like zero Yes, I never played non Mega Man Mega Man, so I did not mm. know that. Well, was I mean, a he's just in—he's uh, in Mega Man X. <laughs> okay, it's like an NPC. Yeah, so he's like that guy. Was he red? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's just a ripoff of that guy. It's Love just it. all the Mega Man stuff, but not <laughs> exactly Mega Man. And it's in a roguelike. It's cool. It does sound very cool, and it also answers my main question of: Is twenty XX when Mega Man takes place? Presumably, yes, is the answer to that riddle. I, probably. They, to- mm. they took everything else from Mega Man, so, so yeah. So why probably. not? Um, yeah, that game's a lot of fun in co-op. Jake, what have you been playing? Uh, I have been playing Breath of the Wild. I just got a Switch, and I got that. And speaking as someone who has played every other 3D Zelda game and not particularly liked them, to be honest, this game's fucking what? amazing. It's <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You didn't <laughs> like Ocarina of Time? Okay. We can get into that in a second. Let me talk about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> because this game is so fucking good. Um, so Nintendo obviously usually releases like underpowered consoles. So I didn't expect much from this game like graphically. But it's gorgeous. And the map is huge. And there's just so much to do. Like it's very freeform. Which is so refreshing because Zelda usually takes you by the hand and drags you through the entire game and doesn't let you out of its freaking sight. And usually staples a character to you that tells you where to go and what to do. But this time they're like, okay, do it. Go beat Ganon or whatever. This is the where like the very first mission you get is like the final mission, right? 
It's like Pretty the much. end game. Yeah. yeah, they put okay. you on like a little training plateau, basically. And again, not a whole lot of um, direction. It's just like, hey, there's some shrines. Go do those and you'll get a glider. And then once you get the glider, it's like, okay, Ganon's that way. Uh, if you want some other stuff, there's some other stuff that way. But yeah, you got to beat them. So make that happen. But yeah, it's, it's just so much fun. There's like, because what I really like about it is... This is going to sound weird, but there's weapon degradation, which is usually really bad. But in this case, it always encourages you to explore and find new stuff because you're constantly finding new weapons and switching them out for your old stuff because it like breaks or it's just, you know, crappy. So you just find new stuff, which a lot of Zelda games run into the issue in the past where like there's nothing to find. I feel like Do they have in-game repair. No, not as far okay. as I know, oh, but I'm not I, very far in as, as someone that has beaten the game. There are a few chosen items that you can repair mm. um it, they are the bigger items that you might expect them to be um cough master sword cough uh master sword has <laughs> a limit on it of how many times you can swing it and then it has to oh. like cool down yeah the master sword never breaks but like the hillian shield oh sure. spoilers it's in there uh you I'm have to surprised. go find it but um, yeah, like if that that can break, and if it does break, you then have to like go to one of the townspeople, and you have to like pay them a bunch of rubies or something like that, and then they'll fix it for you, and then you'll have it back in your. Oh, awesome! Yeah, like the reason why the system works so well is because it's not like I feel like they're constantly giving you a stream of new stuff, and it's not like you're finding this really particular unique item that is like so amazing like it's not like diablo where you find like a legendary sword with these exact stats that you need and you're like all right cool this is the sword that i need and then like a couple swings later it's broken and you're like oh well crap that sword was too good it's like all right i found this nice metal sword here and then now i found another one or here's a pike and it's like encouraging you to, to use different styles of play because it's like oh i ran out of swords like i guess i gotta use a spear now yeah and also, uh, just generally, I like games that let you throw your weapons. I think that's just always really fun. And this <laughs> game has that. So, like, I'm in heaven. They usually break when you throw them, but you can throw them. Is that, I mean, is that just easier to break weapons when you throw than when you just swing them? Uh, when you throw, usually it just breaks immediately. That's just, like, how you do it. It does oh, double fun. damage if it connects, but it usually breaks immediately. Unless it's, like, I, do have, a, I have a boomerang right now, which hits and comes back, which is kind of fun. Like a lot of times but, they'll be yeah. like, oh, here's a sick weapon I want to pick up, but I have too many weapons on me right now. Better mm -hmm. just huck a weapon into the distance <laughs> for no reason. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much what I do. Oh, almost forgot. Uh, you get pretty much, I, I, I guess I can't speak for much. I, I'm not that far in, but it seems like you get pretty much all the open quotes items. In this case, they're like powers almost right away. Like, yeah. the game's pretty much completely open to you from the get-go, whereas a lot of Zelda games, like, you get up somewhere and it's like, oh, there's a rock, I guess I need to come back when I have bombs. Oh, there's, like, a thing I need to hit with the bow, I need to come back when I get the bow. Here, it's like, whatever. You have all the items right away. And I also just want to say they're... I think they're way cooler than just about any Zelda item in the past, and part of that's because they've been recycled 50 times. But also just, I think mm -hmm. they're more creative. You can control metal... You can freeze time. You can actually freeze like water and bombs, which, okay, bombs isn't terribly creative, but whatever. It's not a Zelda game unless it bombs. I suppose that's fair. Cool I feel like there's some validity though. to that too. 
And there's round bombs and square bombs. Yeah, the square bombs are good. Which is game changing. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, I think the one thing that I really have liked about Jake playing Legend of Zelda is that he's been sending me stuff, as has um, Megan, as she's been playing. And so they're finding things and sending it to me as someone who's already completed the game. And then I'm going back in my game and finding the stuff that they already found because they went on completely separate paths than I did. And I think that's just like some of the coolest things ever of, you know, I it, Megan pointed out, she's like, hey, why is it always raining in this one area? And I was like, is it? And she's like, yeah. And I went back to that area in my game and found the spot that was always raining and found out why it is always raining over there. And I was like, oh, man, if I didn't have friends playing this and in this giant open world, finding all of the stuff and then telling me about it, I wouldn't have noticed some of these. Yeah, it seems like a very good game for that kind of thing. Exactly where you like can share with friends and compare notes because there's no way you're going to find everything yourself. It's just too massive. OK, now that we've given Jake his uh, eight minutes of talking about video games um owen are you gonna go yes. right back to zelda <laughs> yeah well that, i mean I've, uh, <laughs> I, I've been basically only playing overwatch because i was trying to grind out everything at the end of the summer session that just ended uh the summer games so i was just trying to get that finished up so i was playing a lot of that and yeah zelda our summer session is this are the summer games over now Yep, the game's over today as of us recording it many days ago from you hearing. Aww. Sad day. Were you totally going to get in on that? (laughs) You just missed (laughs) it, damn. I was was thinking about it. I was really thinking about it. Really was. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. (laughs) I have been playing a little bit of two different games. First one is uh, Shinobi back on the mm, Sega Master System. Um, Ever since Caleb was telling me about it. I know. It's a really new release. <laughs> uh, ever since Caleb and I started uh, using those um, emulators on Android, I've just been playing all the games that I grew up playing. So uh, Shinobi was always one of my favorites. So I've been just binging it, which is fun. Um, I've never been a handheld console. or a, Do you call it a console? Handheld? Just a handheld, I guess. It's a handheld console, sure. Okay. I've never been a handheld guy, a handheld console guy. So playing games... Um, especially some of the ones that I used to play when I was younger, but I'm now playing just kind of on the plane or when I'm traveling is kind of uh, new ground to me. Uh, I was thinking about Zelda. You guys were talking about Zelda, obviously when I played Zelda, when I was young, I had to go borrow my cousin's game boy. Cause I didn't own one. So he'd let me have it for like three or four days and I'd play Zelda and then I'd have to give it back to him and he would pretty much delete my save file every time. So <laughs> what a rude he's a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. So I've been having fun playing just some older games. I've also been playing um, Distrust. Have you guys seen this on Steam? Uh, I mean, I feel like I play that game with you guys every day. Oh, <laughs> got him. Distrust is a um, kind of a it's like an isometric resource based game that's based off of the thing. And the goal of the game is for you to take your two characters and sort of maintain their health, um, both for, both from. Uh, you have, they have to get enough sleep, they have to get um, enough warmth, and they have to get enough uh, food, essentially, to survive. And you sort of navigate from unoccupied building, abandoned building, abandoned building, to zone to different zones. And it's sort of maintaining their, um, basically, ability to survive. All the while, the one sort of aspect of the game that's really cool is that anytime you sleep, 
that's when the thing comes out basically and it's um not not like you imagine the tv show or the the movie the thing but more like a sort of orb of energy that just appears as you sleep and so you have to sort of like manage your ability to sleep or your timings and then sort of move from zone to zone avoiding all of the things that are sort of affecting you i thought it was just going to be like you know i'll try it out check out you know for an hour and a half two hours max and then be like okay i don't i'm you know it's not up to par what i thought it was gonna be it's actually a really really fun game um there's so many cool aspects to it of utilizing different characters based on their skill sets it, it, it feels like a um almost like dead of winter in a board game a little bit or dead of winter in a video game a little bit just managing resources and providing supplies for your sort of community of people that you're trying to survive and moving from area to area to area without attracting any enemies that are trying to show up around you mm. so anyway distrust what I, what I wanted to point out here is also we're talking about the thing anyway so um, one of the coolest things moving on to a little bit on in board game realm gen con happened recently Abe got to go. None of the rest of us went, which is kind of sad. But Abe got to go and experience Gen Con. This was his second year, and we talked a little bit with him just this last week about some of the games he got to play. I also read a lot about some of the new games that were coming out at Gen Con. One of the coolest ones I was super excited about is they are actually making also a board game based off of the movie The Thing. And it sounds very much like in the realms of uh, Dead of Winter also, in that you sort of have this let me let me just read this sort of excerpt from it board game players are trying to beat back crises on a remote scientific outpost while figuring out with whether their teammate has succumbed to the infection by a hostile alien so it's kind of got the level of um co-op games with a traitor and those are some mm. of my favorite co-op games because i feel like co-op games typically don't really f they're not fun in the end they're like kind of just like a giant puzzle that everybody's just solving as a group and once you've played it once it's kind of over sure but Having the traitor in the mix, really, I think, you know, things like Betrayal, uh, Dead of Winter, like I've been mentioning, those type of games where you actually have a, the traitor who's kind of working against you makes the game seem that much more fun. Speaking of which, have any of you guys played, Jake, you've played the expansion of Betrayal. Yeah, I have as well. Just a few okay. times. Okay. Is there, I had read at one point that there was supposed to be some sort of like, um, what do they call those? Um, oh, yeah, like um, Legacy, right? Legacy, yes. Is there an actual legacy path in the trailer or not? Not that I've seen, but like I said, I think I've only played it three or four times maybe because I, I kind of moved to a stupid state where nobody plays with me. So I haven't been <laughs> playing as much as I would like. Yeah, I'll play with you, it's Dave. Rough. Well, I'll have to be at a distance. But I have heard the same rumors. Oh, and maybe do you have any idea? Um, so there is, if you look at the back of the expansion booklet of things, there is one that is suggested that you can only play after you have done a specific number of them in a set order. Mm. So that may be what you're referring to. I don't know. I just heard, I, I, what I did hear was that you had to play a portion of the game before you could even attempt the one that they were talking about. Yeah, Almost that's like what it, it was. Like it, it, says on it like do not do this unless you have done this one this one this one and this one like in this order with the same group of i wonder if it's because certain aspects of the game sort of come out as you're playing those other uh sort of scenarios i would that assume so you wouldn't know about i mean it could also just be like how stephen king's uh the dark tower series kind of combines all his other works it could be like something like that where it's like all those enemies you had fought and defeated come back that's mm. wild speculation on my part but Sure. 
But that would make sense because then you'd have to have some sort of developed strategy in order to defeat them in the end anyways. Mm-hmm. So playing against them in the first place would be a lot more helpful. Just to mention a couple other things that did come out during uh, Gen Con. Um, I think mostly things that I'm excited about, obviously. Dead of Winter has an expansion. Another one. Alex, are we going to play it? I don't know. Have we played the first one? No. <laughs> I have it in the plastic on the shelf, like 10 <laughs> feet from me. And I've had it for nine months. Haven't got to play it. We're getting there. We're getting there. Maybe, maybe if you just move to where I live, or if we all would move to the same place, then oh, we could yeah. all just play board games together. Hmm. Maybe if everybody didn't move away, <laughs> we'd all just be here already. Whoa. whoa. No, I, I'm not dumb. far from you, Alex. Yeah, but then I'd just play. What is it? What are we going to do? Just me and you? Just like going to hang out and play some Caleb. Dead of Winter? Freaking Caleb. No one wants to play with Caleb, let's be honest. <laughs> now that he's not here, we can finally speak our minds. <laughs> <laughs> A couple other things that came out too. There is a Fallout game. Uh, did we talk about this last time in our podcast? Yes, yes we did. Okay, okay. Um, well, they did actually have 3? it at Gen Con. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, it came out a while ago, actually. You're a little bit behind, but that's fine. You tried. There is a Fallout game that has come out, or well, not out yet, but was at Gen Con where they were testing. Um, looks fantastic. Abe, Alex, tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I feel really like... It feels like a really good guy because he was telling me about his brother actually getting to play test and he's like, well, I didn't want to take up too many seats. So I stood there and watched him play and it was like I was playing the game. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I heard that. I was like, man, I would have sat down with him. <laughs> I'd have played that game. Right? But like, oh, I don't, I don't want to take up too many spots. Somebody else can sit down too. No, I'm I'm si- I waited. <laughs> I want to sit down. Yeah, I don't think I'd have been able to do that. I feel like if you're if you're if you're paying to go to a convention anyways, and you're gonna be there and you're the one in line, hop into a seat. But then at the same time, he's probably right. There are a lot of people. We're all knowing that we're all gonna be waiting in lines all day long to try to play stuff. Everybody's gonna get a chance. That's that's pretty much how conventions go. One person being like, Oh no, please, that's not gonna change anything for the day. <laughs> that's not true. You'd make one guy happier. <laughs> Well, maybe it's just going to be like a wave of just uh, people just see him do that. And they're like, you know what? We're going to start giving up seats. We're standing next to our new, friends so that other people can enjoy packs. this game. If you order tickets together, only one person from that ticket group gets to try a game at a demo <laughs> oh booth. Oh, my God. That would be the worst. <laughs> the rest of you can play through him standing over his shoulder. Mm, backseat players. I love mm-hmm. it. Please, no. That sounds great. One other game I wanted to mention that was... Um, sort of being playtested at Gen Con is this game called uh, Photosynthesis. Um, and there's actually a really good article published about how it kind of stole the show in terms of what it's, like what happened in the game, sort of the game design of what what's going on. Um, but essentially you are um, <clears throat> kind of like growing trees and you start with uh, basically seedlings and you're kind of sort of growing them in this sort of center island. Can I just um, jump in real quick? You, this sounds yeah. thrilling, pulse pounding. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Please continue. Okay, good, good, good. That's what, honestly, that's that's what the best part about this article is. That's exactly how it starts out is. Oh, I know you're going to think that this is a really boring game about growing <laughs> trees, but just listen in. Buckle I mean, up. it's called photosynthesis. It might as well be called taking a nap. <laughs> Whenever anybody says photosynthesis, I just think of SpongeBob. I was thinking the same thing. I couldn't think wow. of a good joke for it. Yeah. Was there. 
It's in there it's now. The, it's there somewhere. Aaron, attach a GIF to this episode. <laughs> Photosynthesis. Uh, um, so the coolest part about this game is these trees obviously they follow like normal evolution so they start from seedlings and they grow into really tall trees and and uh sort of cast shadows so the board is this um basically like a circle um and you sort of plant your trees around the perimeter and all the while you're growing trees all of your trees that they're growing are casting shadows on other trees which prevent them from growing from sunlight and there is a moving sun during the game. So you have to anticipate players' movements while you're planting trees um, based on where the sun is moving around the board. Jake, do I have your attention yet? Are you excited? I, I, this I was sounds actually kind of asleep, to be but yeah. Mm-hmm. Trees, I'm there. I get it. <laughs> I tried. I really tried, Jake. Trees like sun. I'm there. <laughs> I'll just put the gif in. How about that? And that'll make it all better. Perfect. That's all I request. <laughs> Whatever. Photosynthesis. It looks cool. Check it out. I'll post a link to the article. It was really good. Owen, you yes. were also excited about something at Gen Con. Yeah. So on Friday, uh, last Friday, was the release of the Magic the Gathering Commander 2017 decks. Um, and I went out with a bunch of friends and bought some. And um, I really liked it. One of the nice things about it was that the friends that I played this against, or played decks with, uh, we all bought the same deck, so we're all kind of like at the same level, which was kind of a fun thing for us to do, because even though some of the people that I, were, I was playing against, they have played Magic of the Gathering for many, many, many more years than I have, I felt like I could compete against them and beat them. Just because we were all on the same like playing field and they weren't they didn't modify their decks yet, so they weren't putting in cards that are worth hundreds upon hundreds of dollars and could do crazy things and like just demolish me in like turn two. So it was cool. There's a lot of neat uh, cards in it. Playing them was more so playing against them was more so like they were putting in cards that specifically would allow you to play against them. So holding back all of their good cards. Um, Is that what you mean? So, because I would be really upset if I had been collecting magic cards for a long time and then somebody went out and bought a deck and was able to beat me. So kind of, yeah. So they had, this was just my friends that I, I did two sessions, one of which was just friends that bought the deck, the, or the, the decks that were released. And that was it. And then I did another one that some, but uh, some of them were playing decks that they built themselves over uh, many, many years. And those people I could kind of contend against, but I could never beat. And ah. they, they, had, they had the better cards. They had the better play styles. They knew their decks a lot better from you know, refining it over a longer period of time. You know, I literally took these things out of a box and just played. Um, but there was a good enough kind of combo stuff in that that I felt like this... You know, I have a commander deck that I have been trying to build for the past year and some change. And the deck that I just bought is a thousand times better. So I, I feel like it was a really good entryway into doing commander style magic. And uh, it was also a really good value. Uh, Kevin, our good friend, is very oh, into mm -hmm. magic. And okay, he was friend. mentioning... Yes. Mm -hmm. And he was mentioning <laughs> that if you took every single one of the cards in these decks... 
and sold them one by one to various vendors and people and stuff like that. You could sell all of the cards for over $150 in most of the decks. And the deck itself was $35. Um, and that is a reason why these decks are very highly sought after is because people do exactly that. They do buy the $35 deck. They'll go to the local card shop and they'll sell singles straight out of it. And they'll sell, you know, all the cards and, uh, you know, make $150 profit off of it or whatever, and then walk away. Do these decks sell out quick? Uh, they do. They, they do tend to. You can still find, you know, like 2016 and 2015 ones, but the older they are, the closer they become to whatever the price of the cards in them are. So, and it also depends on, like, who was selling them. There are many card shops that saw how, like, what the cards inside, because the decks are, the, the deck list, all the cards that are inside of it, they're all um, released beforehand. So card shops saw what, were, what was going to be contained inside of each of the sealed decks, and they then were selling them at higher prices than market price because they heard, the, you know, they were like, hey, there's going to be this $20 card in this deck, and therefore I don't want to sell this deck to people for $35 because I'm giving them a $20 card and all of this other stuff. So they were starting to sell them at like 40 something 50 something um, and me, Kevin, and our buddy Josh, when we went out to buy the decks, we were going to places like Target and Walmart, because they have them, or had them, they're gone now, um, and they were also selling them at market price, because Target doesn't care, so they weren't, like, trying to price gouge it or anything. How do you, as a, I, I guess as a game store, how do you see a sealed deck? Like, like I was saying, they, uh... The list of the cards that are going to be inside of the deck oh, it's from the is list. released okay. beforehand. Okay. Yeah. So that's how okay. they know. And that's how you as a consumer could know, like, hey, I really want this deck. These are the cards that are going to be in it. Here are the cards that I will put into it. Here are the cards that I will take out and sell to people. And so, like, you kind of start playing with the deck in your head before you can so even get one in your hand. These are, like, starter decks, essentially. Essentially, yeah, they're starter decks if you're doing commander level of play, okay. but I, I've bought starter decks before and played them in Magic, and I've never thought starter decks were really good. Mm -hmm. These were, in my opinion, I thought they were kind of like, hey, here's a good way to start out in commander, and they were actually able to... They, they were actually able to kind of hold their own a bit. Like I said... If you're playing against people that have decks that they've built over decade, then you're still going to get your butt handed to you. Hell, if they could build it next week, if they spend thousands upon thousands of dollars on the cards and, you know, just buy all the good stuff and throw it into a so deck and say, boom. Magic is pay to win. Uh, magic is so pay to win, it hurts. <laughs> Dude, life is pay to win. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but I don't know. I'd, I'd recommend checking them out. And I also like the fact that the style of the decks is what is called tribal and tribal is basically just kind of like there's a style in the deck um so like let's say it's like vampires and so all of the cards in it have something to do with vampires and tribal play is basically trying to buff up your side of the board with things that only help out vampires 
and but all of the decks were tribal. So yeah, there was a vampire deck, a cat deck, a wizard deck, and a dragon deck. So it's kind of like, hey, if you want to have something fun and cool, go for the dragons. Maybe if you want to see something like crazy, do the wizard. If you want to be goofy as hell, you can buy the cat deck like I did because it's fucking cats. I have a deck of cats that just beat the crap out of people. It's hilarious. It literally sounds like you're talking about Smash Up right now. Right. That's what I thought of. <laughs> That's what it sounds I, like. One of yeah. these was here first. Buy the deck of cats. I'm going to get the deck of geeks, which, one which is OP. <clears throat> Last but not least in board game realm, Alex, for some reason, wants to talk about board game table makers. So why don't you go ahead and do that, Alex? Do you know about Geek and Son? Have you looked at them before? No, I'm not going to look them up, Alex. I don't want to know. We've talked about how Geek Chic went out of uh, business before, and they were always like the staple at PAX. And on the uh, PAX tabletop Twitter, they announced that Geek and Sun is their official tournament table. So there's like a new competitor in the space now. So you, yeah, what I'm saying is like you're late to the game. You got to step it up if you're going to be a player. I got to step it up in the in the board game table market. I'm I'm not going to step it up. I went and looked at their tables. I actually don't think they look very good. Of course they don't. They're not geek chic. They're I don't I don't like the look of them too much. I don't know. Geekandson.com. I also don't like the name Geek and Sun. It's a little it's hard to, to be like say. Geek Geek and Sun. Yeah. Or maybe that's actually their last name. Like, it's Geekinson. I don't mm-hmm. think that's right. That's an unfortunate <laughs> like, last name. Maybe it was like a, some weird name from like overseas, and then they were like, "Well, let's keep it because it sounds like Geek and Son, like what we would name somebody." So it's just Geek and Son still. It actually is from Sons. overseas. It says on their website, "Europe's top manufacturer of fine quality furniture." Lame, lame. I don't want to know about European made furniture. I am a little late to the game though. But there's a lot of other competitors already. I mean, they have North Carolina gaming tables. They have whatever that dumb company is out of texas that tries to make tables that are not very good <laughs> you can tell i'm really passionate about this and i spent a lot of time researching i need to stop it's an, it's, it's a disease bad since we're on the topic of things that are um sort of coming out new and interesting in the world uh half-life 3's story was revealed this week the internet kind of was unsure about blowing up and then blew up about it we got what is essentially the story of episode three for half-life 2 in the form of a fan fiction that Mark Laidlaw wrote on his blog. Uh, Mark Laidlaw is the original um, author of the Half-Life story who left Valve years ago. And basically he had um, ideas for what would be in in Half-Life 3, Episode 3. Did you get a beard uh, gun? (laughs) That's all I wanted. He had uh, he wrote a letter, or he wrote a short story in the form of a letter he called Epistle Three, which obviously is referencing Episode Three. And he basically switched names of characters and made the main character a woman instead of a man to avoid like copyright stuff. I guess I don't know. Gordon Freeman's a man, <laughs> and uh, basically wrote this the rest of the story of what Episode Three should be. So a lot of people were like, that's it. Con- Half-Life 3 confirmed dead. This is the swan song. The closure that all the fans wanted, and that's it. I think Half-Life 3 could still happen. I don't see why not. I mean, this was basically like, just a story written by a guy who wrote the first one who doesn't yeah. work for the original company anymore, right? Right. Like, they clearly so, don't give a fuck what he thinks. 
<laughs> that's true also like from all things i've read mark laidlaw basically was planning to move out of writing for half-life like after this episode three anyway and mm. at the end of the story he left it open for um he basically left it open-ended for them to continue in an actual half-life three because it was supposed to be half-life two episode three and then actual half-life three after that um and he was kind of grooming other writers at valve to take over as as a half-life author but i mean who knows where what all happen with that um other things in video game realm uh alex you had a couple things written down here just to kind of chat about real quick um so project borealis i had written down um this actually stems off the half-life 3 story reveal after that came out there was a group of modders that are now going to go make a half-life 3 episode based on that story Hmm. So there is a subreddit called Our Dreams of Half-Life 3. <laughs> that is a bunch of people working on Project Borealis and they're going to I mean they have a team of writers that are going to take the the outline of Mark Laidlaw's story and flesh it out to a full game and they have coders and modelers and all sorts of stuff already going strong on it. So Well, you know it's really it's exciting. Gonna... I actually heard they got the original voice actor for Gordon Freeman to come back. That's a true story. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a good one. Got him. <laughs> For people that don't know, he's a silent protagonist. He doesn't have any voice lines. In fact, he does not speak. <laughs> That's the joke. I guess there's like grunts or something. Are there any grunting or or like I taking damage recall. noises? Maybe. What if That's they got that possible. same guy? I hope that somebody actually got hired to make grunting and getting damaged noises. Uh, 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 and they're bringing him back for that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> like panting from running or something? I don't know. I feel like he doesn't make noise. I th- yeah, I don't think he does. I don't know. It just seems weird that he would be completely silent in today's day and age. And to be fair, he wasn't really made in this day and age. That's true. So is this, I mean, is this going to be on the level of Black Mesa? Probably. Ooh. I would. I would expect like at least like that kind of level of polish um but okay again i mean like random people on the internet making a mod thing always takes forever so it'll be like five years until we <laughs> see yes, anything true. you know what about um divinity original sin like, we're, we're kind of coming up oh, on like, um, the release date are we not yes we're we coming are up i think it's 17 days oh god it's that close <laughs> it's very soon it is the 14th of september oh i have something to add to the notes this is exciting <laughs> <laughs> continue so okay. they recently put out an update um like a news update from larian studios about divinity oh. original sin 2 they had originally said no it would be impossible to voice the entire game that's crazy now they're saying the whole thing's gonna be voiced when it releases on the 14th oh so they're adding full voice to all of the the text in the game that's insane that, like wasn't even like one of the Kickstarter goals or anything like they just did that. And uh, they also put out in that same video where they talk about that. There's like a 10 minute mini documentary on the recording of the orchestral uh, score. And it's really cool. Did they end up just getting like a, a ton more than what their Kickstarter asked for? Um, I think they so. Did. They hit a bunch of stretch goals. 
They had a lot of stretch goals, and I think they hit them all. I think it's uh, a very popular RPG, but it's, it's from like RPG. a very small studio or slash independent studio, slash a studio that actually puts a lot of effort into their games. They're like a CD Projekt Red or something. Yeah, I mean we're putting in voice acting for all of the lines last minute like this, so we got to be com- pretty committed to making good content if we're going to be doing that. Yeah, I mean they said they have. They have like um, this is like five different races that they have to do voices for. Plus, it's like different origin stories, and you have to have male and female for each of those characters because you can customize. And then they have like a thousand plus NPCs and something like eighty thousand lines of dialogue in the game. Jeez. So that is gonna be wicked cool. That was something that they only added in the first game, like several years after it came out with the, um, what they call the enhanced edition or whatever, whatever special edition that they put out with all the DLC. Was it definitive edition, maybe? Something like that. Um, but they added that in the original eventually down the line. But this is coming out when it comes out. And uh, they also put out a new trailer recently that looks really cool. And did you wa- end up watching that video I sent last night, Aaron? No, no. Okay, good job. We can we can now talk about that <laughs> in detail. Perfect. Talk about it in detail anyways. No, yeah. the video I sent him was a video from a little while ago that they released where they were talking about co-op play. And basically they went through this like scenario in which... Like basically because of the different origin stories that they have set up in the game, your characters are going to have different... Um, like things that they want to accomplish and that they might, they might like not agree with each other on certain things. And you might have different play styles, like basically D and D like alignments kind of, I guess. That's interesting. Um, so they had one, uh, group of four players where one guy was kind of like off on his own, not helping the group. And then the rest of the group was trying to go do this quest. And this guy that was off on his own was like stealing stuff from vendors and then he like went up to one of his buddies and said that he found this cool sword for him and he gave him the sword. It was stolen. And then like later on that person got searched by a guard and got found to have a stolen good on them. And cool. so he went to jail and he's like, what the heck? I didn't steal anything, but I got stolen goods on me. And it's like, Oh, that guy like set you up. So he's in jail. The other people go try to break them out. The good guys and they get caught lock picking the jail and they also get put in jail. Then the the fourth guy finally decide, decides to go help them. And by the time he gets to the jail cell, after he murders all of the jailers, they're already gone. They escaped through a secret passage, but they left like this um, pack of health potions on the ground as like a letter like we've been here. Um, so he takes the health potions and he can't figure out where they went. So then he goes off to try to do the quest on his own where they're slaying this like big beast or whatever. He gets into a tight spot, uses some of the health potions that they had left on the ground. Turns out they had used alchemy to poison those health potions. So it was like getting back at that guy for giving him them stolen goods and he like got poisoned. So it was like Jesus. pretty cool like interactions that you can have that are just like kind of freeform and it's a video game. So it's not so much co-op as it is. I mean, it's still co-op. Like you could just play it straight like. 
if you wanted to you could play it straight like a co-op game like let's just all go do this quest together whatever but the fact that you have the ability to kind of do whatever you want like it doesn't lock you to be near each other you can go anywhere you want do whatever you want but you're all in the game together kind of that's pretty cool do you have a counter also on your desktop is that how you knew it was it was 17 days until it released um, no, because the latest update on their page came out today and it said 17 days. Oh, okay. <laughs> you had me genuinely they, they, concerned. They put out a um, trailer today and on the announcement of that trailer, it said only 17 days. Um, also coming out in September is a, another potential pre-order for SNES consoles through Best Buy. Obviously, Janae missed the first one. Yeah, wasn't paying attention. Even though she told him. me she's like, "Oh, we're we're freaking getting one." I'm like, all right, good luck. Good luck with that. Let me know how yeah, that goes. I wanted to ask how she how she did because there was a lot of pre-orders that went up like in the middle of the night mm-hmm. or whatever, Minutes. and they like sold out immediately. Everybody's yeah. like so angry. What what the the real problem with those was? It seemed like all of the online retailers changed the ID number for the product when they put them up for pre-order. So if you had like a notification on Amazon for like notify me when this product goes on sale, it just didn't notify you. So you had to like hear from Twitter or something that they went up or just like randomly check or something like that. Oh, and of course, Janae is always on Twitter. So of course she was right on top <laughs> of when they went on up for pre-order. That's just, it's crazy. And then I heard about um, the the NES Classic back when that was doing the same thing where everybody wanted one and nobody could get one. Like, apparently, not too long ago, Amazon was taking their treasure truck around and they just had some in the treasure truck. Like, that they, they had been hanging on to or something. Like, what? It's kind of crappy. <laughs> I guess the treasure truck is kind of like this weird adult ice cream truck where you can go buy Amazon products from it. See it. <laughs> this sounds and they've so got, made like, up. Special stuff in it that you can't get usually or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's mostly cocaine, but <laughs> and, and where do you get stuff. your cocaine from, man? Definitely not an Amazon <laughs> truck. I would bet that Amazon ships so many drugs that they don't actually know about. I don't know about that. How man. would that happen? What would be the scenario in which in which they they're what? shipping drugs? You don't think like there's a dude like sitting in an Amazon like warehouse or something like that, and he's like, "Yo, if you buy this one really abstract thing, and your name like you tell me your name, I'll ship it to you," because he's like probably one of the people that has to like go fetch it in the warehouse or something. But he'll like put drugs inside of it and ship it with the whatever that random ass thing is. But it's gotta be something like super obscure that like no one actually ever really buys. Why would you use Amazon when eBay is like the same or Craigslist and you, know, you could just directly be that person rather than being like, oh, I'll infiltrate their warehouse. <laughs> because sometimes you need to have a steady nine to five. I feel like you're selling drugs. You're cool, every, man. Everything I've heard about how overworked the warehouse runners are, they would have no time to be able to try to set anything like that up. Like they barely get bathroom breaks. Like to go to lunch, they have to like run all the way back across campus to get their lunch real quick and then they're back yeah. out on the floor. They don't need break time. You gotta work, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I heard that. I just hear that 
terrible things about that job. Is that why you're not going to go to work for Amazon? Yeah, dude, that's that's the one reason. <laughs> the one reason I, I would assume if if you were going to go to work for Amazon, it probably would not be as a warehouse runner. Let me guess. <laughs> no, it would be like in the Amazon cloud infrastructure area or something. I mean, Amazon owns the internet, man. I know they do. They own they own everything. Well, they also, I mean, you know, you know, they they bought uh, Whole Foods recently, and yeah. today they, price is going down. Yeah, they there was an article that came out that said they slashed Whole Food prices across the board nearly forty some percent. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like by the way, Whole Foods has been lying to you the whole time. I think it uh, probably just has less to do with you know. I mean, as Amazon is like a, the king of understanding logistics. And I'm sure that Whole Foods probably was not on top of the game anyways. Um, and knowing Amazon, I mean, their, their eventual strategy is obviously going to be to get groceries delivered to people's door just like they have everything else. Because then they really will right. on the internet. I mean, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Bezos will own everything at that point. It'd be ridiculous. I'm fine um, with it. But yeah, I, I mean, Janae wants to order groceries to the door and we live a block and a half from a grocery store. So... Yep. Essentially, what we're going to do is just make each other all fat because we order everything and never walk anywhere. So Wally, this is um, the big, be- yeah, the beginnings of Wally. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I'm talking about Amazon owning the internet, I'm just talking about strictly how much of the internet is hosted on Amazon servers. Like so much, ridiculous. Their prices are so competitive. It's like, why do anything else? Like, yeah. a, like a. You remember a while back when there was a problem with SE2 and like half the internet went down? It was crazy. Everybody's freaking out. Everybody's losing their mind. Speaking of Amazon owning like so much of the internet, does anyone want to explain the uh, <laughs> the Redditor archive there? Sure. I'll explain it. I'll explain it. This was a great article that was, well, I mean, it was on Best of Reddit. And I was reading about this guy who had a mission essentially to archive um as much live streamed porn as he possibly could on Amazon's unlimited storage drive, which they speculate is one of the reasons that Amazon is actually moving away from an unlimited storage drive. They were talking about the numbers, how he like was close to 2 million gigs of data of information of a video. And then other people had also started doing the same thing in order to continue his quest. Because at some point he just got so tired of doing it that he was like, well, I'm I'm done. So other people picked up the torch and decided they were going to continue to rip and store all of the all of the video. So I got a notification a couple of months ago that they were moving away from unlimited storage. They're like, oh, you can have this amount of gigs for this, this amount of gigs for this, or this amount of gigs for this. So I think that probably had something to do with this as well as other people who were testing the limits of of quote unquote unlimited storage. I think the same thing happened to SkyDrive from Microsoft. They had unlimited for a while. And people just abuse it. Some dude started just downloading all the porn and storing it on there. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. I just, I just feel like the, the second that you're just like, oh yeah, no, you can like do this forever. Someone will just go challenge accepted. Oh well, yeah, I mean, it's, right. try it's to a test. It's it. a test. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a game to people. Like if somebody actually and, says the word unlimited or infinite or you know things that are just without measure they're like okay well let's see if that's actually true if it's actually without measure and the thing with skydrive was it was similar to dropbox in that you could just give a link to somebody and they could download it so you had people storing like ridiculous amounts of stuff and then just being like if anybody ever needed anything or if like you had something for like a form post or something and it's like all these people need it you just host a skydrive link there you mm-hmm. go 
Mm-hmm. Microsoft quickly was like, well, we can't handle that. Basically just free file storage and hosting for the internet. <laughs> yeah. At large. Not personal anymore, you know. The biggest issue I have with this uh, article here is that they say 2 million gigs. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's 2 petabytes. <laughs> like I know. It, for, at 1,000, it goes up to, or at 1024, it goes up to a terabyte. And then if you get 1,000 of those, then it goes they up got, to they a They got to have it in layman's terms, Alex. If you say <laughs> petabytes on the internet, for most people, they're like, huh? But if you say gigs, at this point, we've made it to the point where people understand what that is, how much space that is. So saying 2 million gigs, I think it's probably just a lot more. My iPhone has 64 gigs, so 2 million, that's a lot. Yes. That's really not what I thought your complaint was going to be. (laughs) (laughs) Not that it's 2 million gigs of porn. That's not not the problem. I thought your complaint would be that there was no link. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they uploaded all this porn. Where's the link to the 2 million gigs, right? I mean, the real question is what happens to all that porn when they take it down, you know? Gone forever. Gone forever? Gone forever. Ugh, what a tragedy. That's the real sad story here. The article goes on to highlight how, um, like, the people he's ripping the video from, it's not a, like, uh, video that's stored. It's just a live stream. So, in essence, he's actually stealing from the original content creators. (laughs) That's weird to say. Okay, someone's (laughs) stealing on the internet. Let's... Let's keep it in check here. That has never happened in the well, history of forever. There's no pirates on the internet. What are you talking no, about? Unreal. No pirates. I never heard cam girls referred to as content creators. That's I mean, good. technically they're hey. still content creators. <laughs> For the record. Keep it. It's nice. They you do know? create I mean, content. content. For the record, those people are the best entrepreneurs I have ever met. <laughs> Speaking That's... of which, we've got some new content to announce for our site for the horizon. <laughs> I set up a camera in my bedroom. Oh, gosh, no. And you're welcome. No, no, no. Please, no. Actually, what would really happen was there'd be like some sort of announcement that it's going to go away soon. And then there'd be a post on our data hoarders on Reddit. And then all these people would download it and archive it all, and it would be available <laughs> somewhere. Wait, that's an app, that's a subreddit. Of course, that's a subreddit. Why do I? Yeah, even ask? data hoarders. I'm subscribed. There's just a lot of, of people with like are. really large network attached storage, like infrastructure in their house. It's like, look at this. This is my, you know, hundred terabyte server that I have here. That literally it's sounds like something. Stuff. It sounds like something you would end up doing. Like I mean, end I have goal. A, you're like. I have a 30 terabyte NAS with a 24 terabyte usable in my mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what the Plex server and everything's hosted on. Actually, you know, there was a story a while back with um, there was rumors that SoundCloud was going to go down, like they didn't have enough funding to keep going. And so there was all these people on data hoarders that were actually just ripping everything on SoundCloud. Oh like God. literally <laughs> trying to archive all of SoundCloud. It was great. Um, I just wanted to jump back on this since we got off on such a big tangent here. Um, obviously, I did not get to pick up an SNES classic. Maybe, maybe if I can get Janae to pay attention to when it posts back on Best Buy, we might be able to get one if that actually happens. It's still unknown whether or not they're actually going to have another um, presale. I guess GameStop had like in-store pre-orders only like you couldn't pre-order online and then when you went there they had like 10 that they could sign up (laughs) so like when you walked in they're just like no we don't have them 10 total per store there was like 10 per store or something yeah 
And this is after Nintendo's like, oh yeah, we've got more stock this time, don't worry. That's because it was two per store last time, so ten's a pretty big <laughs> increase. I need to just go to some like obscure town that has a GameStop that not a lot of people would go to and see if I can just mm-hmm. find one left over. I'm sure I mean, there's, there's plenty a couple in Kansas. Over here. Yeah, well, there's still plenty of GameStops in Kansas, that's for sure. Go out to where your parents are at. I, I could. There's no GameStop there, though. That's literally in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um... I was really just going to mention, since we're talking about postings on Best Buy, one of the other things that um, had popped up recently is some guy had found a landing page on Target's website. um, And there's like no content on it other than the words Bethesda with a colon and then Game of Thrones. So people are... (laughs) Either somebody's created the biggest troll (laughs) landing page or... They're just revealing that Bethesda is actually working on this quote unquote Game of Thrones title that they have been quote unquote working on for quite some time. Is it the Game of Thrones game of Thrones? The game? (laughs) You know what it is? It's probably like Skyrim VR. And they're just like, what am I going to call this? Mm, Game of Thrones. That's possible. If it's it's another version of Skyrim, but the main character has been palette swapped for Jon Snow. No, like 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 how Skyrim on the Switch, you can play basically with the Zelda stuff. It's gonna be that, but with Game of Thrones stuff. No, that's a bad idea. They shouldn't do that. It's probably a mod already. Almost there's, certainly. There's no way that they could have been working on a Game of Thrones game all this time, and we haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, there there are plenty of long-standing rumors about a sci-fi game that they've been working on forever i don't think that they could also have been making this game of thrones skyrim like zenimax only has so many people that are working they can't they can't possibly do all that shit it's wishful thinking okay i mean if we really wanted to find out alex me and caleb can just like drive over to the headquarters i'll sneak in Mm -hmm. as like an intern (laughs) get all the data i can (laughs) Okay. Data hoard it, and then Data I'll just it, yeah. bring it out. Besides, why would you be Game of Thrones to Bethesda? Game of Thrones isn't really about walking around exploring and fighting. It's about talking and chatting and sitting and listening and talking so, like, and scheming. A Telltale game. Yeah, yeah hey, is, yeah, there's exactly. an idea. Maybe they'll make that. Hey, think of Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah, speaking oh, of yeah, Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, we didn't actually talk about this on camera or whatever. Oh, my no. God. On camera. season finale. <laughs> that was an hour and a half long. An hour and a half of glory. Here's what confuses me about this season. They cut down the number of episodes, so why yep. does everything feel super rushed? Like, the episode before this, I don't know the number, but it was like, oh, no, John and company are in danger. Oh, never mind, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it just feels like they're thundering towards a conclusion when it's like, guys, you could have just taken your time. Like, every other season has had, like, three more episodes than this. Why? I don't understand why they would cut it down. There's also the map that came out that shows the amount of, like, the tr- path of travel for Jon Snow and then the path of travel for the White Crawlers, um, as they were noted on the map, because they've traveled, mm. like, a teensy tiny little bit, and Jon Snow's just been freaking all over the map the entire season. Yeah. Well, I mean, this season, what I guess they didn't show on camera, but I guess it's probably in the books. A witch gives everyone the power to teleport. Yeah. Which really speeds <laughs> things along. That's really nice. Including the ravens. The ravens are just all over the goddamn place. They yeah, attach like, oh, no. jet engines to them. Just... Yeah, like actually, though. Oh, no, we need dragons. Bing! We just, I am, you know, uh, Khaleesi. And bing, <laughs> she teleports with the dragon. She's there. 
Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, I think it feels a little rushed because before they had like thousands of pages that they were like, how are we going to adapt this all? And then they get to this season and like George R. R. Martin hand them like a note card with some bullet points on it. That's like, John's a Targaryen. He has sex with his aunt. <laughs> Make it happen. The, the dead people walk <laughs> through the wall. What if you released the next book and that was it? <laughs> it's just an index card that had like three facts. Can I, can I just point out the fact that I loved that the ending of that season, or part of the ending of, of the season, was just Bran explaining to the fact that John was fucking his aunt while he was fucking yeah. his aunt. I was like, why am I watching this? Yep. Hot aunt. What are you gonna do? Hot, hot, and fucking Jon Snow's perfect ass. Holy shit! <laughs> turn men gay across the nation. I, I'm straight as hell, but I can appreciate that ass. Mm, okay. <laughs> I was I was watching it with a female friend of mine who has zero interest in Game of Thrones, and she stopped what she was doing and was just staring at the screen. And I was like, are you good over there? And she's like, uh, um, 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 yes. <laughs> but no, but seriously, the uh, the thing that was ruined for me, I mentioned this earlier before we actually started recording, but uh, I, spoilers, by the way, in case you haven't already, we haven't already spoiled the entire episode for you. The, the, <laughs> the thing that was ruined for me was that Littlefinger was going to get murdered. Um only because I was browsing Reddit earlier today and somebody had posted, um, what was it? Something to the effect of, like, it was a photo of Littlefinger and it said, upvote this um, for it to show up as, I think, whiny bitch in, in Google search images. And I was like, oh, well, oh. he must, yeah, I, he's probably going to die. He must be a whiny bitch. <clears throat> well, he doesn't typically whine in the show. He's not trying to prevent anybody from doing anything by, you know, whining about it. He's more whining. just sly, so I assumed if he was getting to the point at which he had to whine about it, he was probably not in a good situation. And then when that scene started, was it was kind of just known. He was sly right up until Sansa caught his ass, and he was just like, wait, what? Me? No. He was a good actor. Mm-hmm. I'm... In that scene, I think he put that scene real well. He did. I loved that scene. There was like four times this season where I was like, oh, Jamie's dead. And then he just lived. <laughs> yeah, um, I am a little concerned that they're not really willing to kill main characters anymore. Yeah. It like, seems now like that well, George R. R. Martin's not forcing their hand with it. Yeah. I think it also has a lot to do with the witch teleporting people, though, because he would have died by the fire, but then the witch was like, mm. bing, gone. That's true. See? Have you watched any of the, like, stay after the episode and, and hear about the making stuff? Yes. The one where they're they're trapped in the middle of the lake, they're literally in that little documentary part. They're like, yeah, we were like, how do we come up with a believable way to not kill them? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed we like, it. I, just I don't know. They're, they're stuck <laughs> in the middle it. of the lake. <laughs> and they can't walk across the, the ice because there's just too many of them and it breaks the ice. And that was like, I don't know. That was the most believable thing we could come up with. A random. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Christ, these people get paid to write for a living. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That dude, like, literally said that, though. Like, how do we come up with, like, a believable way to not 
kill them all. I'm like, it's okay. Like, here's the problem. You put them there. <laughs> like, fuck's sake, just don't put them there if you don't want to deal. Jesus. Yeah. No, I think that same guy was the one that in this last week's episode was mentioning. He's like, yeah, you know, like, we were trying to just get as many of the main characters together in one place as possible to show all the tension. And then, you know, you have Cersei over there and she's like playing her poker hand, but she's only revealing what she wants to reveal. And I was like, yeah, that's Cersei. That's You're Game describing of the entire <laughs> fucking show. It was really funny to see like um, the scene where they're all walking up to have their like meeting. And it's just like, small little cutoffs of like two people talking it was actually the same thing happened in the last episode when they were like the group of people was walking past the wall it would be like they all be walking as a group and then two of them would, like break off for a second and then like have a full conversation yeah. while everybody else continued to walk and i think this I, sort of same thing was happening this episode when they were walking up to have this sort of conversation about the white walkers and they were just like a little team would break off and they'd have a conversation and then this group would t- break off and have a conversation it's just a bunch of reminiscing i loved the Hound and Brienne talking about Arya. That's so oh, good. Oh, yeah, that was good. They're like parents or something, like proud of, of their of child. Of a murder child? How's our yeah. murder child doing? <laughs> oh, she's doing all right. She's going to slay all the North. My baby's all off to war. <clears throat> yeah, no, I I loved that. I loved the uh, the the joke when Podrick showed up. And uh, they, they made the joke of, uh, you can suck his magic cock later. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, right, I forgot that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Very well endowed. Uh, and of course, you know, Plagane staring at his brother. Yeah, you always man. knew that it would be me. Yeah, what? Foreshadowing. So they just season. get a random fucking conversation halfway through the fucking meeting. Like, what? Like, the meeting's about to start, and they just go up and they're like, hi, we're going to have a conversation right now. I'm well, like, well, then, because mm, the hound doesn't care, man. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but I feel like someone should have been like, excuse me, we kind of mean, spent a lot of time arranging this. Weren't they mean, also like the second for, conversation? Yeah, dude's uncle. What's his oh, name? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But at least they yelled at him. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. like, hey, hey, Owen made a point, though, because Khaleesi wasn't actually there when the hound went and talked to the mountain. Yeah, she was busy grabbing her Starbucks on her dragons on the way in. <laughs> Suppose. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was a but well yeah. done episode. So I I'm thought it was great. Upset that it's over because this was a super short season, but also a super fast season. Okay, guys, we just have to wait another two fucking years to get our final season. Wait, two? What? Twenty nineteen, buddy. That's is there that's really going to be that one? It's gonna be 2019. They're turn. They're going with the Westworld strategy, one season every two years. It's it's gonna hurt. This uh, headline says the one thing that I heard about the reason it's being pushed back so much though is the fact that every episode is gonna be like an hour and a half long. Yeah, that's also what I heard. Hey, here's a weird idea. You know how they're only doing six episodes? <laughs> do more episodes. <laughs> Why the fuck do you do it this way? That's so dumb. Oh, oh my god. god, I'm so upset about this. <laughs> like, there's there's no advantage. Well, I mean, it's like movies. You just kind of split it up. So that way, people will be subscribers for longer. You know, what? but no. 
That's not how that works. If you made it more episodes, no. they'd be subscribed for longer. Less episodes mean they only have to do it for like six months or six weeks, rather. Well, I, feel I like think their also assumption is the fact that you'd keep it because, like, no, rookie I'm not... mistake. <laughs> is now over. I'm not calling them up and being like, "Yo, HBO, cancel. I'm good. I'm good for the next two years." Like, I will still have it, and I probably still will have it. Until so then, the next there's season. no difference between having six episodes and twelve, is what you're telling me. Yeah. So it's no difference to you, but people who will cancel, like my aunts who are doing exactly that, you get less business from them. You feel me? Dude, I don't know HBO's <laughs> fucking model, man. I'm just... I do. It's stupid. <laughs> Speaking of movies, though, next week yes. is the beginning of the new fantasy season for our Fantasy Film League. And we're all, we all obviously going to participate. Yeah, we're going to totally participate this time. <laughs> I love that thing that we do, all of us together. <laughs> so good. All the things. Well, I I find it a nice thing to do every once in a while. So, um, so you're gonna other... a... we're going we're gonna to post a link to that just in case you uh, we actually have somebody join. That would be fantastic. Brock, cough. <laughs> in other fun news of things and i don't know if you guys have seen this um alex if there is still somehow a way for you to get a ticket to this you're in dc or near the area so please do um last night i checked out this thing called art tech house in dc it is a interactive art museum slash technology demonstration thing um, and they currently have this ex exhibition there called XYZT, which is for um, light in all three dimensions and as well as time and how that all interacts with each other. And it's the fucking coolest shit in the world. And I highly recommend it's, it's only in D.C. for another week. And if you can get a ticket, do so. It's heading up to Massachusetts soon. So if we have any listeners up in Massachusetts, you please go to this. Um, it's the neatest thing ever because basically it's all of these different art installations that are all light-based in some way. And you can interact with it in various different forms. So some of them are basically just like giant touchscreens, like huge iPhones that you can just kind of like tap and it somehow does something to the screen. Like one of them is like falling letters, and wherever you tap, um, it like stops the letter. It's like almost as if like you like put your hand on like a waterfall or something, and you know like it's like splashing around it. Um, there's another one that is a jug, and light is being projected onto glass. That is around the jug. So if you're looking at it from the side, it just looks like a jug and you don't see anything. But if you look at it from the right angle, you see words around the jug because it's being projected through the glass as a hologram. And then if you like blow into the sensor, it messes all of the words up and they like bounce, bounce around and stuff. It's just the craziest thing in the world. And there is it's really neat. There is literally zero availability on the website. <laughs> yeah. Every, every I single looking, time. Because I had yeah. a company coming in this weekend that would have been really cool to take them to. But 
Um, yeah, I wish I, I wish I would have uh, gone and been able to talk to you guys about this sooner. Uh, and like the neatest thing was they have like you, you have little things talking about East in- installation and how they did it. And a lot of them, they're sitting there. And it's like, well, we were trying to figure out how to like get this to react to stuff, so we bought a bunch of like Xbox Connect sensors and then like hooked them up to our screens and then did some stuff and art. And I was just like. It's just really neat to see technology that I use every day, like the touchscreen on my phone, the Kinect sensor or whatever, you know, from the Wii and the Xbox, and how that is being adopted into stuff that is currently being used for art. And yeah, no, it's super cool. I took a bunch of stuff, uh, like a bunch of videos of me using all of the different things and interacting with it and i highly recommend it uh if you're in dc stay glued to our tech house because they will be doing other stuff in the future i don't know what that stuff may be apparently they've got some like autumn thing happening in october i don't know what that is yet they just said they're doing another thing in october um and if you like the idea of literally being able to like move light with your hand um check out the exi- uh, exhibition. Like I said, it's called XYZT, and it is traveling around the United States right now, so it may end up being near you at some point, and I highly recommend doing it. Um, the joke that was made by every single person under the age of, like, 30 was pretty much they're like, I'm a waterbender, or I'm a lightbender. Like, because mm-hmm. you literally could, like, there was one that you literally just, like, moved your hand, and light followed your movement. And you could like push it and pull it and bring it back, and you was like you really were a light bender. It was not cool. now in the avatar. Well, it is fucking now. <laughs> it's not canonical. It is the legend of Owen. Avatar, the legend of Owen. I am the avatar. <laughs> I don't believe you. It's gonna be like a Alexa third. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's she's always butting into my conversation. It's not even my Alexa. It's Jake's. Alexa. It is my Alexa. She is so rude. I'm trying to have a fucking conversation. She's like, oh, let me jump in here, share my knowledge. Thanks, Which, I just Which hear is nothing, apparently. In the background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just hear in the background, sorry, I don't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know you don't know it. You never know it, Alexa. <laughs> I'm just no, saying it wasn't an Talking honor. to you. Cortana never has this issue Shut with up. me, okay? <laughs> not fight her. Oh. Jesus. On that note, we will catch you next time. This week's podcast was produced and edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McOslin, Owen Patterline, and Jake John Fetterkyle. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A-M-A-I-R. You can check him out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer or on Spotify. Also, this week's podcast was brought to you by Reclaim Industrial a small but amazing shop of makers, fabricators, and designers based out of Bluemont, Virginia. We've now also located a new shop in Kansas City, Missouri. So you can check us out online at www.reclaimindustrial with an e 
www.thepodcastnetwork.com. You can also check out our website for any video updates we may have. And until next time, this has been The Forecast. <laughs>